0: It's time for love talk with the love ladies Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about a heart full of thankfulness. Thank you, Gabby. This is Evelyn Davison and I am excited today. We are looking full face into the season of Christian Christmas, and in the studio with me is Miss Carrie Brinklater.
1: Oh, hi, Miss Evelyn. Isn't it wonderful it to is. be alive at this time? It is, and I tell you what, every day that I see you. I just, I leave this place and I'm so filled with, um, a little bit of conviction to get out and do something that makes a difference. <laughs> and um just joy. You bring me so much joy. And you just radiate it all over your body. Well, thank you. It's kind of hard to pump
0: it up sometimes. But you know what? Your heart does show on your face.
1: You know what, Miss Evelyn? Even when you're down and you're worried about something or something's bothering you, you still have joy. You might be sad about something. Mm-hmm. But you still have joy. And, friends, that's what we're going to talk about today in this season of Advent. You know, we have these four weeks of Advent, and we've had a program on hope. Mm -hmm. We've had a program on peace. And here we are talking about joy. joy. And the week after Christmas, you'll hear a show about love. And man, what a blessing it has been. Not only to you and I, Miss Evelyn, but we have our great friend, Miss Kathy Indebrock on the line in cold Boise, Idaho. Hi Kathy.
2: <laughs> Hi Terry. Hi Evelyn. Yeah, it is, it is cold. It is snowy. Looking forward mm. to some skiing, um, oh. my Baylor girl loves to go skiing. And so we promised her that when she came home for Christmas break, that we would get a little bit of, of mountain time in. So we're looking forward to that. How, how is it that it is already December 21st? I, that it seems impossible. Literally, I remember her dro- dropping her off. At college at the end of August, and you know, there have been some days that have been really long that I've just missed her desperately, but honest to gosh, friends, it feels like it was just a few weeks ago. I know, I know.
1: Mm. I know, I was, um, the, you know, the earlier this, this past couple of weeks, the kids are walking out the door going to school, and, you know, Kinsey's driving her and Logan to school, and I'm like, where has this whole semester gone? You guys are now halfway through your <laughs> freshman and sophomore years. It's crazy to me. What a blessing. You know, I I, I love this time of year where... We can hopefully, you know, even though we're traveling, um, <laughs> quite a bit over the next week, um, actually leaving tomorrow, um, and going to be gone for about a week, you know, it's a time to just slow down and relax and enjoy friends and family, um, and just kind of reconnect and really remember why we have this season uh, so cliche to say the reason for this season but it's true miss Evelyn it is and you know you you said that Mm, the hot word,
0: in joy, Right. e n j o y i mean, we've got to enter into the joy mm. of what he blesses us with every day.
1: We have to enter into the joy. I can always count on you, Miss Evelyn, to give me something um to hang on to. We have to enter into that joy. It's a choice. It know? is.
0: And sometimes, you know, you go drag and bottom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea that Jesus loved us enough, that he came himself to provide those things we need. And in John uh, 15 11, it said, These things I have told you already. <laughs> Jesus, you never get to that point and we choose. Say, I told, I you, told already. you already. I told you already. I have chosen you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. We're looking for a tank big enough to hold our our joy. What would be cool and that's what this life is all about
1: well and i think people you know we're going to talk about this today Evelyn. i think people have a misconception about joy right like there were times in the bible that jesus wept and he was sad and yes. and he was crying out to the lord and he was in despair and distress I've been so, have you had any of those we've all been there
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: it ultimately came down to joy enter into joy enter into that joy uh we will dive into that another verse for today psalm 71 23 my lips shout <laughs> for joy let me see <laughs> they let me see it Carrie. when i sing praises to you my soul also which you have redeemed my lips shout for joy you know um what what a picture that is this during this advent season miss evelyn i know are you are you going to take any kind of break from working on your new book this christmas season or are you just plunging right? No, we're forward? plunging
0: right in, and uh, it is exciting. The title of the new book is uh, "Love Talking with Jesus." I love that. Love talking. Have you talked to him lately? Have you heard from him lately? Did you get a Christmas present for him? Did you get one for, from him? In joy means you enter into the very presence of God's Spirit. Of love and goodness and kindness and mercy, all those things that represent Him, He gives to us so that we might give to others. Mm. And that's that's what joy is. Joy, I've always is Jesus, others, and you. That's what He says to me. See, mm-hmm. joy is Jesus and everything He is and everything He has to give away. Mm-hmm. Over, I mean, it is a cloud of mercy and goodness and kindness. Uh, That we can enjoy, enter into joy every day, Mm. and not worry about the things that, you know, when when you come across things, uh, you know, where Jesus speaks directly to you, it is so powerful. Or when you remember things, and Psalm seventy-one twenty-three says, "My lips will shout for joy Joy when I sing praises." My soul also which you have redeemed because of who I am. I am who I am because of who you are, Lord Jesus. Mm. And mm-hmm. it comes from redemption.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Miss Evelyn, you gave us your, your definition of joy. And I've, I i can not tell you how many times I have used that over the years now. You know, you, you say it two ways. You say Jesus others you, yeah. and you also say that it's Jesus over you Kathy do you have another you know personal definition of joy or has Miss Evelyn just permeated your brain
2: (laughs) oh you know I I don't know that there is a better definition than Miss Evelyn's definition I you know when I look all around I just think of all of the things that that can bring joy and and I think okay Lord surely someone who doesn't know you can get a glimpse of joy. And I think that God has has built joy into his creation. And so, you know, I think as a person who's not a follower of Christ, who's not a follower of Christ, who doesn't know him, a, a person can get glimpses of that joy uh, as they maybe see or experience things that reflect Um, his eternal creation, like a a genuine love from another can bring someone joy, or, or recognizing the miracle of life can bring someone joy. Seeing beauty that God has built into his creation can bring a person joy. But when we are talking about joy, we're not talking about a brief moment, a, a little tiny piece, what we're talking about is something that's produced by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within us. It becomes like this deep spring that is abiding and instead of quickly fading. And so, you know, when I think of joy, that's what I'm thinking about today, a, a joy in the Lord that gives us strength, that gives us a light that burns within us rather than being a brief momentary experience.
1: I, I would agree. You know, there's there's uh, so many definitions of joy. I like this pastor. Her name's Sheila Seifert, and this is what she says. Although happiness and joy can be present at the same time, happiness is based on material things or events, such as, you know, when you get a gift or when you graduate from college or when college girls come home um, or when somebody celebrates a birthday. Joy, on the other hand, is from God, and it runs Mm -hmm. deeper. It can be present even during unhappy times. You know, Webster, I I guess they get it right. Webster's Dictionary, the emotion evoked by well-being or success or good fortune or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. But that seems like a secular definition to me. It's apart from Scripture. It's apart from God, and it's really based on a... On a, you know, a feeling, um, a a circumstance, an emotion. Um, And so I don't really believe that that's true joy, Miss Evelyn. Because, you know, joy appears 88 times in the Old Testament in 22 books. And it appears 57 times in the New Testament in 18 books. Joy and rejoice. I mean, what if if this wasn't important it would not appear you know all of these times in the scripture and it's in almost every book in the bible um and so you, you know it's it's a concept that many of us find hard to grasp um but that is such a blessing when we find it. Okay, so I have a question for you guys, real quick, right here before the break. I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Miss Evelyn, before we get a break. Do you believe the statement is true? Joyful people do not have the best of everything, but they make the best of everything. Is that true? I think so. Thank to a de- to a degree. Okay. What do you mean by that? Ah, uh, it means that you know
0: you can have joy, but if if it's just about halfway there you know you don't get the benefit so it mm. it and Jesus deals with that he says the fullness of your joy mm.
1: you got to be full of it
0: to make a difference
1: yeah Ooh. you know joyful people do not have the best of everything but they make the best of everything there's a lady that i know um and she lives in my town and she's just i every time i see her she has she has seven children Ooh. and Uh, some are now, you know, college kids, and then she has one that's, I think, still in elementary school. You know, they have this, they span this gamut. But this lady is so filled with joy. She always has a smile on her face. The way she interacts with her children is just beautiful and glorious. And, and it, it is, it, the only way that this woman can have this joy is through Jesus. And she's constantly talking about how much she loves Jesus and she's, she, she just, she puts that all over her children and her marriage. And it is such a blessing to be around this woman. She's refreshing and it's just awesome. I believe that, that is true joy with Jesus. When we return to Love Talk, friends, is joy a choice? Is it, is it a choice we make every day? Is it something that we should just have? How do we get it? Where do we find it? Joy. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies, and this is... Love Talk, 1120 AM, 101 FM, The Bridge, Austin. You can listen on the app. So if you are sitting in a deer stand or going hunting tomorrow, you can take the app along and you can listen anywhere. We are also on Love Talk Network. You'll find our archives there, especially during this Advent season. You'll want to go back and listen to our first show on Advent, which was three weeks ago. And we talked about Love Joy, peace and hope. And then we've broken those down week to week. Uh two weeks ago with our show on hope. Last week with our show on peace and today, joy. What a blessing it is to be in studio with the first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and to be online with our great friend, Kathy Indebrock. Now Kathy, before we left for the break, we asked Miss Evelyn, do you believe this statement is true? That joyful people do not have the best of everything, but they make the best of everything. Mm-hmm. Now, Kathy, how do you feel about that statement?
2: Yeah, I agree with Ms. Evelyn. Definitely true. And here I believe it's why. Because joyful people can make the best of everything because they realize they have everything that truly matters. And I think we see this as well with all of our brothers and sisters who are in the Middle East who are losing their lives because of their faith. And if the joy of the Lord is your strength and you know that you have everything that truly matters, you are willing to let go of everything else. And uh, it just, it, it just, when I read the stories about our brothers and sisters in Christ overseas who are losing their lives because of their faith, It just makes me want to enter into that relationship with God that gives me the joy and the strength and the right perspective to be willing to stand up in incredibly difficult times and have joy. And so it is the season of joy, Carrie, and you have been quizzing Evelyn and I since the (laughs) beginning of the program, so I'm turning it back on you. Okay, do you believe that joy is a choice?
1: I would have to say, in a nutshell, yes. If you make me give a short answer, I'm going to say yes. But, but I do believe that we can only have joy, just like you said, Kathy, as a byproduct of our relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. Right? It, it has you, to be his joy. It has to be his joy. For Jesus you. over you. Right. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, I really don't believe you can experience Jesus. true joy because we're always searching for the next thing, right? The next thing, what else what what thing, what person, what situation is going to make us happy or joyful. Whereas, you know, this this relationship with Jesus, just like you said, Miss Evelyn, it's Jesus over you. There's there's no other way to describe that joy unless you have this relationship with Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5, verses 15, uh, 16 through 18 says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for us is to be joyful, to pray continually, to give thanks always. Miss Evelyn, how like this is impossible. Mm-hmm. This is impossible. But Paul says, you know, Paul did not say, "Okay, guys, I want you to rejoice a little bit. I want you to pray sometimes, mm-hmm. often, and I want you to try to be thankful." <laughs> try right? to be thankful. You know, he makes these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I that. Think, I think that's the Carrie version, right? That's the 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 Carrie Brinkater, the KBV yeah. version. You know, it it's it. it It's crazy that he makes these definitive statements. I want you to be joyful always. I want you to pray continually. I want Mm -hmm. you to give thanks in all circumstances. You know, this is impossible. But the key here, Miss Evelyn, Mm -hmm. the key is the last part of that verse. This is God's will for you you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. If he leaves that out, it's impossible. But when he puts that in there... It's possible. What does that mean? Well, it means that uh, the Lord
0: Jesus is a gift to us. He He came uh, because God promised the the children of Israel that He would send them a Savior. That's what they were looking for—someone that could lift us out of this place where we are, where there is no joy. We don't think about that very often. About how joyless they really were. And how it didn't appear to them that, that that Jesus was the answer. And Kathy has such great knowledge of this. But you know the thing that that is so true about the joy of Jesus, J O J, joy of Jesus, <laughs> is that He gives it to us as a strength instead of a weakness. It means we don't have to be up all the time. Right. We can be ourselves. He doesn't change that part of us. Um, I brought with me today uh, a a little book that I gave my mom one one Mother's Day. It's God's Gift for Mothers. God's Mm -hmm. Gift for Mothers. Mm -hmm. And on page uh, 165 of this devotional book, it says, How to Have the Joy of the Lord. How do we get it? How do we have it? What do we do with it? Mm -hmm. It says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. With favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield? You know, when you look and see what God says, this is the day which the Lord made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm
1: -hmm. We will
0: do that because we miss so much when we don't.
1: I know.
0: Looking at what we don't have and not blessing what we do have.
1: You know, I bet there's a lot of people out there, Miss Evelyn, that are going, you know, is it really possible to have joy always? Uh, Carrie, you don't know my life. I've been through so much. I'm, I'm drowning over here. You know, I, life, life can be hard, friends, and, and I know that. And, you know, my kids are teenagers. They're 16 and almost 15. Logan will be 15 in just a couple of weeks. And they've been to eight funerals, Miss Evelyn, as teenagers. They've been to eight Funerals. That's astounding. Well, I have to tell you, most of our our um, daily life
0: or our connective life is funerals. Well, uh, Miss Evelyn, you're you're, you're you're
1: eighty uh, eight. You're you're you know closer to eighty nine than you are eighty eight. And yes, you know that's that's hard. It is. And you know, for for my guys, you know, they've experienced the death of friends. Mm-hmm. They've experienced the death of of friends' mothers. And, you know, those kids are still teenagers. They've experienced the death of family members. I mean, life can just throw us these circumstances that can put us in a pit of despair. Yes. They absolutely can. The loss of a job. Extreme health issues that, are, that you deal with for years and years. Maybe the loss of a dream. Yeah. Right? Those are things that, that really weigh on us. So just like you said, Miss Evelyn, I don't believe that joy means that we put on a happy face and, and mm-hmm. we deny our feelings and we never allow our souls to feel quite the opposite. In fact, we see so many examples of extreme emotion yeah. in the Bible. Kathy, can you take us through a couple of those
2: examples? You, you know, and I'm going to um, carry some of the stuff that you prepared. It's just so much fun to look at. Now, there are different um, translations. So, you know, sometimes we'll say, oh, this is the NIV. Sometimes this is the ESV. But they're all the same original words, but they're translating, like, from English. Like, if you would have a person translating from English to Spanish or from English to Japanese. Or it's putting it, taking the original manuscripts of the Bible of Scripture and putting it into the language and form that someone can better grasp and understand what's being said. So I'm just going to look really quickly at two uh, translations. And so one is the Greek uh, translation of the New Testament. And um, if you look in that and you look at the very shortest verse that exists, it is in First Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 5 verse 16 and it says rejoice always and if you then look at the um, English translation within the New Testament the shortest verse in the English New Testament is John eleven thirty-five, 35 which many of our listeners may be familiar with it is Jesus wept and so it's kind of neat to be able to see that two two um, juxtaposed scriptures that stand out for us when we look at these two different uh, translations is rejoice always, but then we also see Jesus wept, and we know that when Jesus was facing the cross, he did it. it it's recorded in scripture that he did all of this for the joy set before him. Yet in Hebrews five seven it says. Jesus prayed with loud crying and tears, and so you think, well, how how can I have joy and how can I have sadness because the two seem to be mutually exclusive? But it, it's it's not. I mean, it's not like this you know bipolar personality that Christ had. It's the fact that, like Miss Evelyn said, we can be who we are. We can be ourselves. And Carrie, this is one of my favorite things about you is that you are genuinely who you are you don't put on this fake mask and as christians we're not called to have this fake mask we can be ourselves and paul in second corinthians even describes himself this way he says sorrowful yet always rejoicing and in Romans 12 15 paul tells us rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep so you know he paul doesn't say Hey, tell those who are weeping to stop weeping and start rejoicing. No, <laughs> he says, hey, if, if if those around you are going to rejoice, rejoice with them. But if they're weeping, hey, stop and weep with them. Don't try and talk them out of their sorrow. Go ahead and enter into their sorrow with them. And I think this is one of the things that I love about Christ is that when we're feeling down and we're having just difficulty and we're going to him in prayer in tears, he doesn't. Rebuke us for being sad. He wraps his arms around us with understanding and he's able to bring us joy amidst the sorrow. Oh,
0: that is so true.
2: It's beautiful. You know, so it's interesting
1: these extreme emotions that we find in the Bible, and it's just a a great way to describe joy. It's a feeling, it is a feeling, and it is a choice. But we cannot experience this true joy apart from Jesus Christ. Oh, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about difficult circumstances, ways to find joy, and ways to rejoice during this time when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. Here on The Bridge, Austin, 101 FM, 1120 AM, you have found the love ladies and what a glorious time it is as we are talking about joy in our last segment friends we talked about some very hard things you know that having joy in difficult circumstances you know it it is a choice um and it is a feeling and you know i just gotta throw something else in there though kathy evelyn that in difficult circumstances this command to rejoice we are, we are commanded to view it not as a matter of feelings, but rather of obedience. Mm-hmm. Ouch. This is the one that kind of hits home. You know, difficult circumstances, they present us with two choices. This kind of narrow focus to only see the trial that's right in front of our face that may be miss Evelyn is is literally bogging us down every single day mm-hmm. right and and that's health concerns job concerns um I, I mean that that is a lot of things that happen to there are a lot of things that happen to us in life that consume our thoughts 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and the lord is saying set our minds on the things of above
0: for christ's
1: where Christ is at the right hand of God where our life is hidden in him and rejoice that's colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 let me just read that again set our minds on the things above where Christ is at the right hand of God and where our life is hidden in him and rejoice oh miss evelyn you know this is a this is a hard one um you know to not have that narrow focus about what, it, what's going on, you know, right here with us, but to broaden our focus and set our things on, set our minds on things from above.
0: You know, the setting your mind is not easy sometimes because there's so many, any, um, uncooperating things right. that, that prevent us from doing that. But Paul gave the Philippians a command. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I want, I want you to get this right. Mm-hmm. again uh, i I will say rejoice, and you know we just look at a couple examples of joy and rejoicing in the Bible and kathy there 's an old Testament exam you 're going to talk about right
2: yeah I, you know there's if we look through the psalms, uh King David gives us so many. Uh, insights into this um, being obedient and rejoicing mm-hmm. even amidst sorrow and I, I think this command is just it's, it's a mercy from God and it's incredible wisdom from God as well um, you know my mom she's been a, a Christian counselor for over 25 years and when we get locked into this sorrowful Uh, mindset, it becomes a down Mm world, down, downward spiral, and we can find ourselves completely depleted and unable to kind of get back. And, um, it's really important that we realize that even amidst sorrow, we need to rejoice. We need to say, okay, God, yes, everything around me, wow. It stinks. I, I would rather not be here, but I know I can trust in you. I know you have a long term plan. I know you have better for me. Help me to get through this, uh, to get through it in a way that honors you and to be a light to those around me. And, um, if, you know, friends, if you go over and you turn into the Psalms, there's a great Psalm. Uh Psalm five and uh if you have time today, get in there and go take a look. It's only twelve verses long, and it gives you some real insight into uh King David as he's in a very difficult period of his life, and where he is just kind of surrounded and going through difficulty, yet he reminds himself. Of God and the promises of God and his mourning and um, sorrow by the end of the psalm, by the end of these 12 verses, turns to joy. And there's this author some of you uh, listening friends may be familiar with. He's John Piper. Mm -hmm. And he has this book. The book title is When I Don't Desire God. And that's kind of an unusual thing for a Christian to say. What do you Mm -hmm. mean when I don't desire God? But I'm I'm always supposed to desire God. But one of the things I love about John Piper is he is authentic and real, and he gets right into our business and addresses these issues that we face as Christians so that we don't feel like we have to put on this fake mask. But in this book, John Piper uses Mm -hmm. this term, fight for joy, And in extreme circumstances, we have to fight for joy. And when you read through the Psalms, David begins by crying out to God for help. Uh, because his enemies are just about to get him and he is focused on his on his trials. But as this psalm unfolds, David turns his focus to the Lord and what the Lord wants from him, what the Lord calls him to do. And so during David's circumstances, we are during David's prayer in this psalm, we can see his circumstances do not magically change. And friends, a lot of times when we're in prayer, our circumstances do not magically change, but our focus and our perspective changes. And at the end of this psalm, David actually concludes saying these words, and I want to read them to you because they're just, you can just hear his heart through them. David says, but let all who take refuge in you, Lord, be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. And David makes this decision, a a decision here to fight for joy. Mm -hmm. Even though the circumstances are extreme, even though his enemies are surrounding him, even though it seems like everyone wants to crush him and make his life miserable, when he turns his focus to God, he experiences joy.
0: And you know what, Kathy, true joy uh, in the Lord is contagious. It is. You know what contagious means? You get
1: it, you give it away. That's one good thing that's (laughs) contagious, right? That's the only good thing this time of year that's contagious, joy.
0: You know, he fights for joy. He tells us to do that. That means we've got to deal with our issues, deal with them biblically, you know, ask his direction, ask him for his power. And, and above all things, for the joy that comes from him. You know, I was thinking uh, this week about this program. Joy is jewelry over you. <laughs> <laughs> because we're coming. You know, people put so much uh, power and demand into uh, what they're going to get for Christmas or what they're going to give for Christmas. And, you know, the number one thing you can do is give them joy. Mm. You know, this last year has been difficult for me. You know, I've had some major health issues. But I am determined I'm going to give them joy. If you ask me, I would say that is the number one pill you can take. that the Lord gives away for you.
1: I love that, Miss Evelyn. Joy is contagious, and what a great thing to give away. I mean, look at Paul. In the book of Acts, we learn that Paul, he's falsely arrested. He's beaten. He didn't even receive a trial, Mm -hmm. right? He was thrown into jail, chained up. He's in Philippi, a place where he has started a church. Yeah. And despite this extreme trial, Paul fights for joy, and I love that term. You know, being a coach, there's so many times when we say "fight for it, fight for it." You know, go get it. You gotta want it, and that's that's joy. We've gotta fight for that. I mean, in Acts 26 and Acts 16:25, this is how Paul fights for joy. At midnight, he and his buddy Silas they were praying and singing (laughs) hymns of praise to God in jail. (laughs) They're beaten, Mm -hmm. probably not much clothes on, probably bloody. Hungry. Hungry. They've been arrested for no reason. They're they're not going to get a trial. They're chained up. And they're like, you know what? Let's sing. Let's <laughs> sing. But here's the thing about it being a ca- contagious. As Paul and Silas were fighting for joy, it doesn't stop there. The rest of that verse, okay, so it starts like this. At midnight, he and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. But here's the the end. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Uh-huh. And the other prisoners were listening to them. This is amazing. When, when we fight for joy, it not only affects our heart and our soul and penetrates to the very core of our being, it affects those around us. It can't help but, but penetrate even the hardest of exteriors i mean you very rarely see people um continue to be grumpy mm-hmm. around people who are filled with joy um it's contagious jesus over you miss evelyn just like you've always said i feel like that you know each week when i step into here with you miss evelyn you know and i know i've told um the story about my dad on this radio show one other time you know at his funeral i was blessed enough to be able to give a a eulogy of sorts Mm -hmm. and um i think it kind of turned into a sermon um (laughs) you know i i just needed to tell people why my daddy was even though when he was faced with this terminal illness Mm -hmm. and he knew it was going to take his life that he just had joy. I mean, the way people described my dad was, oh yes, that big smile yeah. and that warm handshake. Ah, oh, I mean, that's my dad. He, despite his circumstances, just like Paul and Silas, mm-hmm. he knew he was chained to this illness, yet he chose joy. He didn't let it rob him of the way he'd always been. He had Jesus just covering every single fiber of him. Jesus over you. That smile and that joy and that, that, that warmth that you felt when you were in the presence of my dad was only because of his faith in Jesus Christ. Remember, the two are linked. Evelyn, Kathy, listening friends, those two things are linked. You can't separate them. You know, our relationship with Jesus Christ is what brings us that joy. Now, we do have to fight for it. I know there were times my daddy got sad. Just like you said, Miss Evelyn, earlier, there's times that you you found yourself sad. We've all been on our knees, and, and we don't deny those feelings. But that joy comes from the relationship with Jesus. When we return to Love Talk, friends, we'll continue to talk about joy and kathy will take us through jesus others and you when we return to love talk right after this
2: and welcome back friends to love talk this is the program that you want to listen to as you are preparing for christmas we've been in this incredible series on advent talking about hope Mm -hmm. and peace and today joy friends and we've talked about Jesus over you, and now in studio today we're going to start talking about Jesus others you. And I'm so so thankful that in studio I have joining us Coach Carrie Brinkater and the Love Lady herself Miss Evelyn Davison. And it's great to be with you. I'm Kathy Endebrock, and we are love talking here the Saturday before Christmas. So, all right, Carrie, Evelyn, we're talking about joy. And now we're talking about joy as an acronym for Jesus, others, you. Mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit about how sometimes joy is a choice that you have to fight for. And we don't want it to be just this fake mask as Christians that we put on, but something that is deep and abiding through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's this extremely high correlation between joy-filled people and Thankful people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to put it another way, joy-filled people generally tend to be thankful. And, you know, how many ungrateful people do you know that are actually joyful and happy? Probably about maybe zero, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're joyful, <laughs> right. you're going to be, be grateful. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about sometimes you're in this place where there is sorrow. We looked at Christ earlier in segment two, where we saw that he was sorrowful and he was weeping, but he moved forward because of the joy set before, before, him. before him. And so joy sometimes, it, it is a choice that we have to make. We have to fight for joy and, Carrie, you even mentioned, I think, earlier that joy, that joy also can be a thing that is basically just obedience to God. How is that?
1: You know, He, he commands us. Uh, it's all through Scripture um, to be joyful and to rejoice. You know, 88 times in the Old Testament, and um, I've got to get my notes, uh, over 50 times in the New Testament. It's just filled with his commands to rejoice always be joyful always and again i say rejoice rejoice and again i say rejoice you know miss evelyn said because we don't get it the first time he has to tell us again (laughs) you know philippians 4 rejoice in the lord and again i say rejoice it's this choice built out of obedience to god and joy comes by turning our focus to god by fighting for joy and with jesus Others, you joy is contagious. I love this story about the great author Nathaniel Hawthorne. He came home one day to his bride, and he was heartbroken. He was feeling like a failure. He was fired from his job. And his wife, you know, he comes in, and I can just imagine, you know, your husband dragging in and going, "Honey, I, I've I I I got fired today." I got hired oh. Had to move. <laughs> well, right, like you said, Miss Evelyn, and I I just. You know, I wonder what my response would be. And here's Nathaniel Hawthorne's wife. And she says, oh, oh, well, well, honey, that's that's great. Now you can write your book. Mm -hmm. And what? You know, apparently his his job had been preventing him from following this dream of writing his book. And he says to her, well, okay, fine. But what are we going to live on in the meantime? Like, how are we going to survive? I won't be making any money. How are we going to live?" And she said, Oh, honey, I have always known that you were a man of genius. And I knew that someday you would want to write this masterpiece. So every week out of the household funds that were given to me by you, I've saved a part of that for years. And I have enough here saved to last us the whole year. Oh, it just gives me goosebumps. So instead of greeting her husband with, well, yeah, you know, you don't work very uh, hard. Of course you're going to get fired or, uh, gosh, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah, we don't have, you know, we don't have anything. What are we going to do now? She greeted him, his apparent defeat with joy, with optimism, with expectancy. This door was open for him to become, to write one of the greatest novels of American literature, The Scarlet Letter. Yeah, that, that story just took me aback as to how do we react to difficult circumstances? You know, initially, do we just see it as this, this this awful thing? And do we have this horrible reaction? Or do we have a reaction that comes from Jesus and go, okay, we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight acceptance. for this. We're going to get through Joy this. Joy
0: brings acceptance.
1: Brings acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, Kathy, i got to ask you. You know, at this time of the year, as you know, Christmas is just a few days away. What brings you joy this Christmas?
2: (laughs) Okay, I have to tell you, for my birthday, which was just at the end of November, a girlfriend instead of she said, you know, I'm not gonna send you a birthday gift this year, but I'm sending you something that I made your gift and She had written out a blessing for me and it was so incredible. I just, I loved it and it just reminded me that relationships with people who truly know you and who spend the time to get to know you, that's the joy. I mean, that's, that, that is what makes life great is these relationships. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of prepared me for Christmas because that was such a, a huge boost for me. Um, Just being able to have my oldest home and have all five of us sitting Mm. down to dinner together at night. I mean, that is, you know, my kind of mama's heart is just bursting with joy and just remembering that it's those relationships, those people that have come and drawn near to us that we have gone and drawn near to as well during times of joy, during times of sorrow you know, that's kind of, that, that is our joy here mm-hmm. on earth is those dear relationships. And so I, I'm not sure, Carrie, what's going to be under that tree mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me to open on Christmas day. Um, But my presents, my gifts are the ones that God has given me that are kind of standing by my side that I get to hold hands with on Christmas morning, as we open up the Bible and read the birth story of Christ. I mean, that's, that that's my joy at Christmas. Okay, Evelyn, what about you? Well,
0: we we're living in the land of crosses right now.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, Van uh, mm, about two years ago drew a blueprint, a blue blueprint, blue for three crosses put together, and so he I think has made thirty eight of them.
1: They're beautiful,
0: mm-hmm. stunning. Uh huh. And he gives them away. Mm-hmm. Uh. The first, and jean has got one here in the studio, and I invite you, any time you want to come by, we're right across the street from the college, and just come on up to the second floor. Uh, and he and I were talking about that this morning. It was so fresh uh for me to talk to him. Gene Winbender is the owner of this station. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, little old me, I don't go see him there often. But he, we were talking about the cross because he has put it in the entry room. And the first cross is... Uh, you and i told you and i said uh, and we were talking about some things i said he says pick up your cross and follow me daily mm-hmm. you know you don't do that once a week to go into sunday school mm-hmm. we take our christ that cross is empty because christ paid for it and made it the second cross is uh jesus what he says take up your cross and follow me how are we going to do that and where are we going the third cross it's the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God himself. And when you look at it from that point of view, it is so easy to get out of the entanglement of what it is I'm to do or where it is I'm to go because he has a plan for each one of us. And that plan is to pursue joy.
1: It is. And, you know, Miss Evelyn, those crosses are all interlinked. And it's such a picture of, um, you know, we, we can't, everything falls apart when we, mm-hmm. that whole piece would fall apart if, if we tried to separate, you know, the, the, it, our cross from Jesus' mm-hmm. cross. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's what the enemy tries to do to us is to separate us from the saving love of Jesus Christ. You know, I love this statement. Jesus is both your Lord and your Savior. Mm-hmm. He can't just be your Savior without being your Lord. You know, he didn't just save us for us to walk on and go, All right, now I'm going to do whatever I want. And, okay, peace out. No, 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 no. He's also our Lord. And he must be our Lord. And when he's our Lord, we look to him in difficult times. We look to him in happy times. You know, just as we've talked about this hope. In Jesus, this peace that we get from the Prince of Peace and only from the Prince of Peace and this joy that we can find when we look at Jesus Mm -hmm. over you Mm -hmm. and Jesus others you. It's something for us to give away, friends. Joy is contagious. It can't help but be contagious when we have the joy of Jesus. So you're saying, okay, love ladies, I get it. How do I make this joy of Jesus permanent in my life? And friends, it's as simple as the ABCs. We admit that we're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The B says, Just believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died on that cross and rose again on the third day to offer us this free gift of salvation. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Right here at Christmas time, friends, that's what we celebrate. And he did this so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, that's comforting. We know where we're going. We can have that joy, Miss Evelyn, because we know where we're going. There's something waiting for us other than this sinful world. And C is just to confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Admit, believe, and confess, Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you want that joy, friends, we ask that you just pray a prayer that says something like this, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to know this joy. I want to know this joy. And apart from you, I understand I cannot have it. Lord, come into my life. Take these sins from me that bog me down. Take this weight from me. I want to be free in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you've prayed that prayer, we just pray that you would find a church tomorrow. Go tell someone, hey, I want to know more about this, Jesus. Find a church that is a Bible-believing church.
0: Call their number.
1: And call our number. We'll send you a Bible, 512-249-6535. We'll send you a Bible and, of course, you can listen to anything on our archives, lovetalknetwork.com. Friends, we love you, and we celebrate Jesus during this season, and we pray that you find the peace, hope, love, and joy of Jesus this season. For my co-hosts, Kathy Anderbrock and Miss Evelyn Davis, and I'm Coach Kerry Brinkater, and we'll see you next time on Love Talk.